This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast, brought to you by the Influence Alliance, the business building community for coaches and consultants who want to build a sustainable and scalable business they love. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says we are all limitless. We're constantly evolving, learning, unlearning and relearning. There is no final destination. And joining me on today's show is Renee Geruso. Renee is a sought-after communication and leadership expert. She's a speaker and author, a facilitator, educator and coach who works with leaders, teams and organizations to energize mindset and accelerate communication, collaboration, and leadership to lift performance and culture. Now, on today's show, Renee is going to share having motivation, drive, and a clear purpose can help you achieve anything. She's going to talk about if we see the gifts in both the challenging and positive experiences that we encounter, this can help us progress and others forward, help us to progress and others forward as well, and that there is no one, no one is you. We are all unique in our ability abilities, our energy, and who we are as a person. So welcome to the show, Renee. Thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to this. It's been a while. <laughs> it has. It certainly has. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold up your latest book for everyone to see because I know the gift mindset, mm-hmm. uh, which I absolutely love. And I've seen kind of the journey as, as you were putting that together. And there's some incredible insights that you share and for a time such as now with many of us having undergone some challenges that we probably would never have even assumed that uh, we would have to experience. But share for people who may not have had an opportunity to to hear you speak or had an opportunity to work with you, a little bit about the passion that you bring to the topic and obviously the work that you do, Renee. Yeah, I just, I I love people, Anne-Marie, as you know, and I think um, I'm a connector and I love connecting people and I guess growing people and growing with and through them. So, you know, 15 years we've had the RG Dynamics business now and we work with across about 24 industries, people are people. So from manufacturing to food to construction to engineering, you know, we, we work with those people and I guess over the years running so many programs and, you know, sessions and keynotes, et cetera, um, I've just seen so much and I can see what I guess the outcome is when people take a step back and invest in themselves, in their leadership, in whatever it may be. And remember, we're all leaders of self. So for those of you watching or listening, um, you know, if you don't have a team, you're still a leader. So that excites me more than anything that everyone has the potential to become who they are and to continue to, you know, evolve into who they're becoming. Yeah, I love that. Love, love, love that. And I love the work that you do too. It's so very important. So you talk about having motivation, having drive and having a clear Mm -hmm. purpose can help you achieve anything. We hear a lot about, you know, finding your purpose, discover your purpose. How Mm -hmm. do you think we are doing? Is that often an area that we do need clarity on and one of the reasons why maybe we haven't been able to achieve that thing because we're not clear around that purpose? What what have your... You're spot on. I mean, if you walked up to someone in the street and, and said, hey, what's your purpose? That is such a big 
it, it where does it end you know and and I always say, you know, what's your intention or what's something you're curious about? That's a really good way to tap into your purpose. A lot of the time, the things we're curious about, we sort of get curious, a bit like watching a magic show, um, wonder how that could look, and then we forget about it and default back to the doing. So have a think about what it is you're curious about. Purpose drives us. And I think having intention, having a purpose each day even, not a big lifelong purpose is really important. Um, I guess without purpose and if I work with clients and I say, where do you want to be or where are you going and they can't answer that, I'm like, well, you know, we're in the car together literally and we don't know where we're driving to. So, yes, it's the old adage, it's about the uh journey not the destination but I think having a bit of a point of where you want to go what's your intention is important and I'd love to share with you a metaphor out of a a book that I've recently read that I highly recommend called Into the Magic Shop Um, a fantastic book about a neurosurgeon without ruining it all who had a really bad childhood but studied magic to to understand Um, being present and mindfulness and he has this great metaphor Anne-Marie that I just love and you know me and metaphors love them Um, and what he says is when you look at what you want it'll probably look like an opaque window a foggy window and the more intentional we are it's a bit like a demister so the more intentional we are the clearer that vision will be through that window and I just love it because I've even put it into practice the last two weeks. A few things I can see clearly and a few that I can't. So I'm like, why is that? Am I not being intentional enough or is it what I think is for me but isn't best for me or the business? Mm. So purpose is important. Once you have your purpose, a bit like a car, the car's your purpose, the fuel is your motivation and you know a lot of the work we do is on understanding what lights people up and getting them to satisfy that because then, as you know, it doesn't feel like work. Yes, that's um, right. Yeah. As we know, many of us have gone through uh, quite a challenging time and and having to find new ways of uh, bringing our work to the fore, particularly those people who are working face-to-face and now being able to do a lot more online. When you look at, and we're going to talk a a little bit more about some of the gifts which you mentioned because I think many of those gifts and how we look at something, whether it's gift or maybe, you know, one of those gifts we unwrap and go, no, we're going to take that back and exchange it, that's going to also impact how soon we're, we're able and how well we're able to get to, to mm. live our purpose and so forth. But talk a little bit about that motivation. I think that's going to be huge for people because, <laughs> you know, it's, motivation, as you say, is, is how we're going to show up in our work. But there may be some things, some factors that are going to determine the level of motivation that we have. Oh. So share a bit more about that. Yeah, motivation's an energy. It is. You can tell when someone's lit up and really motivated or when they're just complying and it's a bit forced. And there's studies that are showing 65% of your success in any role comes down to doing what lights you up. So it's a pretty big statistic. You've got to love, you've got to be good at it. Um, You've got to have capability, um, capacity and all those things. But motivation is really important. And you're right. I think the people that got through last year were the ones that knew what their drivers were and didn't manage those but instead 
satisfied those. So find out what it is that lights you up. And I'll be very honest with you. We, and Anne-Marie, I've shared this with you, we lost 90% of our business in April, um, which was literally I felt like I was on a super highway, about to have our biggest year ever, all these amazing initiatives, about to start my new writing my new book, and bang, was almost like being in a car accident when COVID hit because a lot of our work was face-to-face. We totally shifted to online, hundreds of programs, fiddly, not a lot of um, revenue from that, but we're in service to a lot of people, which, you know, I'm a big believer in. But the thing that got me through was knowing what motivates me. And clearly, I, I love people. I love interaction. So I actually got to a point I was over-connected, having so many virtual catch-ups, meetings, coaching sessions, keynotes, you name it. But I was able to say I love cooking. Cooking lights me up. So I did that at night. Friday nights, Anne-Marie, we used to light a fire in the backyard, a legal one, of course, and Brett and I would sit out there and have a glass of wine and it would be like a bookend to finish the week and we love the outdoors. So it's bringing in just little things. And if you go back to work, some of us like detail, some of us a big idea, creative, right brain. I'm one of those. So detail, I can do it and I can do it well. But does it, if I got out of bed having to do spreadsheets, if I got out of bed getting to write and run a program, meet people, get on podcasts, write articles, all the things that light me up, it's such a different energy and I would have a pep in my step. So I have a little gauge on all the research I've done over the years with lots of clients. If you can bring in, if you know the five things that really light you up at work and in life, but we'll talk about work, is it achieving goals? Is it growing others? Is it making a difference? Is it coming up with possibilities and brainstorming? If it's those things, if you can bring them in 70% of the time, you've got a really good chance of not only being productive, but more importantly, being happy. Yeah. It's so important individually, as you said, we're leaders of self mm-hmm. But also a leader of an organization. If you've got a team, you've got to manage, you know, got to manage that team and often expectations that how how aware are you of what motivates the team? And in certain circumstances, which are far more challenging, you want to make sure that they're able to 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 do those things or bring those things yeah. in because the, otherwise that their energy is going to be far more drained. And I think that beautifully segues into the next point. I'd love to dive into some of those gifts. If we don't understand what motivates us and if we don't include that, integrate that in, in our day, and I know cooking is something that you absolutely love to do. By the way, you're an amazing cook from the, the recipe, <laughs> the photos that There's you no recipes, so <laughs> What's Renee cooking up today? Um, it's important to have that clarity and I think it's also going to enable you to embrace and open, you know, the gifts that you're going to talk about. So you talk about seeing the gifts in both challenging and positive experiences that we encounter can help us progress as well as others forward as well. So speak a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So the gift gift mindset is simply what you said. It's, it's unwrapping the gift in any situation, whether it's good or bad. And, and gifts come in, there's sort of two forms. They come in the way of people 
you know, and they come in the way of situations. So if you have this mindset that I adopted many years ago and I've sort of been playing with and finally got to pen the book last year, which is exciting, it's all around yes, we face we face adversity. And at that time, we don't really want to go, what's the gift in this? You know, sometimes it is hard when it's under our noses. But it might be about looking back at what's something I've been through, whether it was a challenge or a great success. How did I do that? Take the time to articulate, how did I do that? Because once you understand that, you can use those lessons again to progress yourself forward but better still, sometimes these can be a survival guide for someone else. Mm-hmm. So I think it's selfish not to unwrap and share our gifts. And I think our gifts sit under a lot of areas, but I've got got it down to 12. I have a thing with 12, as you know. I, don't ask where it comes from. Everything's in 12s. Um, I think if we go last year, you know, if I asked you this, Anne-Marie, last year, you know, I, I am, you know, what, if you looked at all the lessons and and you were like many of our, many of us listening and watching right now, what was the key gift you got? I know for me it was the gift of growth and the gift of resilience. Mm. For me, it was um, the gift of really recognizing. Um, in, in, and there's a gift in this rec- recognizing. I'm much more of an introvert than I ever thought was possible. Yeah. That was how important it is for me to manage my energy. Like yesterday I went to the very first in-person event and whilst I loved the connecting, I really can see that it is kind of my energy today is, is a little bit different. And I think sometimes in those circumstances we can rush, can't we, from one project to another yeah. one. To another. But the gift is sometimes giving ourselves the step back and then being able to look at, well, what can I learn from this and how can I, you know, adapt that moving forward? So you said you've got 12 gifts. I wonder, and and I'm happy for you to list each one out if you want to. Do you have a favourite gift? Oh, I always get asked this one. um, Well, just so you know, there were 40 gifts originally. Wow. Yeah, and your gift encyclopedia. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. We had to cut it back. But your gift just then you mentioned really was the gift of awareness for you. Going through what you went through enabled you to step back and go, this is where and when I get my energy. And I was the opposite. I'm always energetic, you know me, but I get my energy. I love being. I've been out face-to-face for the last three weeks every day running workshops back on a plane I have to pinch myself like this is happening happening. (laughs) and 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 the opposite right so it's what it is for you so yes we have 12 gifts um probably my favorite and it changes one of my favorite gifts is the gift of optimism um because I think having optimism or being surrounding yourself with optimists can help us get through really difficult times and I'm an eternal optimist probably to the point I have to bring it in sometimes when I'm with people that aren't as optimistic as me. In Australia, we have this whole Pollyanna effect. Um, that would be one. And the other one is the gift of re-energising. So knowing when you're your most energetic self to know when you're depleted and what works for you. So for you, Anne-Marie, you know, being alone and working from home suits mm-hmm. you. That. Yeah. that that re-energizes you. Um, for me, it's being back out there, even being in the car, calling clients, um, 
you know, so so finding out what that is and making sure with the gift of re-energizing, I always say do what lights you up. Fuel yourself up with the right foods and sleeps. You know, get out in nature. There's a big thing around. I did some research when you're out in nature, your brain can't comprehend the amount of data. It's more than what we have within us. So you go into a state of calm automatically. Yes. Things like that. Yeah. You know, uh, you mentioned uh, one of the the categories of gifts is through people and obviously there are some people that you have interactions with that you may not have wanted to do so purposefully but there's gifts in the way that uh, that experience can then lead you to to understanding and, and appreciating. Would you say in your research that you've done for something to become a gift, say for instance in that instance where someone may have had a different leadership style or just their approach was quite confronting to Mm. you would you say that really as an individual you want to learn from that and and kind of healing through that process because if you've known to do that then you're not actually able to take the gift away from that experience is that what you're spot on gifts come from challenging people and situations and positive people and situations And to answer your question, the challenging person, I call them the Kris Kringle. In the Mm. book, we have pass the parcel. We have a bit of fun with it. So the Kris Kringle is you ask for a beautiful bottle of perfume and you get a pair of socks, right? So what can you do with those socks? And the Kris Kringle gift, I always liken to the gift that keeps giving. Mm. And you're spot on. I, I had a manager many years ago and wasn't a great leader, you know, without going into the detail, but he taught me how not to be as a leader. And for me, I was quite young at the time. So I always had a checklist, don't do what he, do the opposite of what he does. And it worked for me. Um, So I always have a bit of a saying, you know, know your Kris Kringle gifts and thank them. And and I actually, around that time, I I was with, with, you know, a big FMCG company that were coaching and letting us have coaches in our mid-20s and, you know, many years ago now for me. And they were ahead of their time. But I, at that time, having the Kris Kringle gift, I really started reading more. I was managing up more. Um, And I still think if I hadn't had that leader, I don't know if I'd be doing what I'm doing today because it led me on this whole self-development I started doing internal training in the business and I just I just had this gift for it I just loved it and knew I wanted to go out and do it on my own so you don't always see it when it's happening I think that's really important I'm not you know I'm a realist and I think sometimes when stuff's happening and people say everything happens for a reason I actually don't agree with that I say everything happens for a lesson but up to you when you're ready to digest and accept that lesson to help and not hinder you. Yeah. What I love about what you've just said is that you've taken an opportunity or a situation, not an opportunity, a situation, and it really has catapulted you in the direction of learning, developing, recognising what it was in, in that style of that, that lead that you just didn't resonate with. And you mentioned earlier that you are 
you, you've been you knitted together, if, if you will, as as an optimist. Do you think looking back that and have you always been an optimist? And I think you said you you did. So mm-hmm. did that help you in that situation? Uh, and then yes. people that are listening and, and watching even the recording who may be thinking, well, Renee, that that sounds great, but optimism is not something that typically is nature for me what what yes. would I do if I typically am, yes. am, does that make sense so what would they do in that situation totally I think I've always been a bit of an optimist to be honest I you know now you've asked me that I was always the positive child and even when you know even when my parents divorced I, I said oh great I get to have two birthday cakes like I was always I was always that kid that I always look at what I do have not what I don't have. And that's a that's the number one tip. Optimism can be grown and you're spot on. I, I don't think I would have got through last year, and I know a lot, a lot a lot that didn't. I don't think I would have got through last year without being optimistic. And where you can surround yourself with optimists and limit, limit in a nice way, your exposure to pessimists. I think pessimistic people, glass half empty half the time aren't even aware that they're pessimists. Mm. And I think, you know, and they might be in your family, they may be people you can't avoid, but limit your exposure and be around people that, that make you sparkle. Yes. The second one is smile and laugh like an optimist. If you smile at someone, 100% they will smile back. They will. And if they don't, they're probably not your sort of person. They're not someone you want in your circle anyway. So next. (laughs) Laughing. Have some fun. You know, all the studies on laughing. You've got serotonin, dopamine, all your endorphins lift. Having a good laugh is really important. And I think, um, you know, I've done done a little bit of work and I know Victor Purton at the Centre of Optimism and a question they ask, which I'd love everyone to write down an answer if, you, if you're watching this is what makes you optimistic? What makes you optimistic? And that actual question can actually lift your optimism. So what makes you optimistic, Anne-Marie? Well, I, I was just thinking about that and I think it really it goes into the my motivation and drive. Optimistic, if I know that I've got a new creative project and I can dive in and there's that's flexibility and creativity, I'm really the optimism because it's the excitement you know that kind of thing really excites me yeah I yeah. love it so it's a good question to ask and on any day it'll change I get a, I, I ask it and I get asked it a lot and you know one thing last year for me was I knew anything I'd been before I could go through again yes. and another thing was I knew everyone needed what I had I just knew I had to change how I delivered it so you know, optimism um, is, you know, and any another really good one is greeting with intent. You know, we all go, hi, how are you? And people go, good, but, and we know the truth's after the but. Mm. And I think however is but's cousin, you know, I'm good, but however. <laughs> so, you know, you don't want to sound too Pollyanna, but my mum always used to say to me after school and still does, she goes, what's the best thing that's happened today? Or, yeah. you know, what is it that you did today that's going well for you? You know, so think about the way you frame your greeting but also the response. You know, busy. Everyone's busy. No one cares and everyone wants to be busier than the next person. So it's just reframing and like got a lot on but it's all great and I'm working on this. 
you know. So just be mindful of that. So they're the main keys with optimism. And in the book, as you know, we cover the 12 gifts. You get a story or a case study with each, each gift and six to eight key little tips to deepen and develop the gifts. And the gifts are life skills or what people call self-care. Renee, it's probably a really good uh, opportunity for you to share what your (laughs) podcast is because I know that you've been featuring some guests on there who have been talking about a specific gift that's shown up for them in their lives. I think that would be really helpful for people listening today. How do people find your podcast? Yeah, so the Limitless Leaders podcast, you can jump on reneegeruso.com to get access or it's on all your favourite podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify. Um, and you're right, um, Anne-Marie, that we've we've been interviewing a lot of people that feature in the book. Mm-hmm. So recently we had Kate Stewart who talks about the gift of curiosity, which might be one we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's she's the founder of Stay Tray, a sustainable um, coffee cup tray that's doing amazing things for people and planet. Yes. Um, and, you know, recently we spoke to Rowan Dredge and we've got Zamil Chowdhury coming up. He shares the gift of forgiveness and um, Victor Purton, the gift of optimism. So, you know, our, our podcast, as you know, is, is it's very broad. We get a lot of a diverse from emerging to C-suite listening um, from mums and dads and teenagers. So it's all about self-leadership leading others and leading decisions in your life. And I interview lots of people from all walks of life, I guess, um, around their leadership journey how, or their business journey. Um, and you probably have to admit, Anne-Marie, they're all a bit different. We don't follow the same spot. Yeah, no, it's good because and, and I think especially moving forward <laughs> through the, this year, through what everyone has gone through, and this is from young right through to, you know, m- mature people, everybody really, so no matter what age group. And I think the way in which you approach a situation, the words that you speak over yourself, I mean, once you've got that out, I mean, I'll often say to my kids as they're going out the door, have a nice day and every now and again one yeah. of them who goes just about to and I'll just say well cancel and erase that have a wonderful day and just whatever it might be yeah. because what you say will often come to pass because you've just spoken over yourself but anyway let's talk about the gift of curiosity because being curious is just something mm-hmm. that I know that I, I am and I know yeah. you are too Renee but so what's the gift of curiosity share a bit more so the gift of curiosity. So maybe maybe you've been through something and you've got through it and curiosity may be the gift that you unwrapped. So I know if I'm, I don't mean to keep going back to last year, but I had to have a curious, I've got a curious mindset, but I had to be curious about technology, running things virtually, setting up a studio, knowing it could all go belly up with, you know, 30 clients on a call. So curiosity, I believe, helps us explore, learn and develop. Now, curiosity is, like I said before, there's state and trait curiosity. Some of us are born very curious and develop that muscle. Some of us, like I mentioned, will look at a magician and go, wow, that was amazing and forget about it. So you're just in the moment. So some little tips to have a curious mindset. There's three steps. So the first thing is observe. What's something you've been observing that you're curious about? Something you may have seen on TV or a podcast. You may have come up with an idea 
and you've sort of thought about it. Then we need to go from observation to provocation. Ask questions about that, that idea. Maybe do some research. And then last but not least, exploration. So that's where you then do something about it. Um, a lot of people ask me, Renee, how can I flip my mindset to be curious? And the number one tip I give people is to change statements into questions. So right now, if you're thinking, gee, I love what that business is doing, you might, you know, you might be looking at another business or something, ask yourself, what is it that I love that that business is doing? And straight away, your mind sort of fires up to, to, to sort of question things, perceive things differently. You know, in, in the corporate world and in businesses, I get a lot of people go, Renee, that team's amazing. And I say, flip that. They go, what makes that team amazing? Oh, they have really good connection and they have great communication. So hello, you can emulate that. Yes. So that, that's my number one tip. There's a lot, but but that one in particular. And, and look at things with childlike wonder, I say. You know, when we daydream, which, you know, we don't get bored anymore. We never daydream. People yeah. tell me they can't remember when they last day, daydreamt. Is that the word? Yeah. Yeah. So look at things like a child. Go in and don't put your opinions on them or your biases, you know. Be I think it's so important because that will allow you to follow a pathway that enables you to become more optimistic. If if optimism is not naturally something that is 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 what you do, mm. what was Renee doing? What was she saying? What can I do to to become more optimistic? And the more you do that with curiosity, it becomes part of that muscle, doesn't it? And oh, you're they're, all they're, yeah. they're all linked. They're all linked. You can't. You can't have resilience if you don't have gratitude. Yeah, you can't yeah. have innovation if you don't be curious. And, you know, something I've been saying for a few months is the three things business owners and leaders need to be the future, mm -hmm. they need to be adaptive, innovative and collaborative. Yes. And you can't do one without the other. So stop thinking about if you're out there listening now and you've got a team and you're like, need better collaboration, Think about what have we adapted together and what can we innovate together and the output of that will be collaboration. Yeah. And I had a wonderful guest on the show, Cara Macklin. She's uh, from Ireland and she's all in the innovative space and done some incredible things for her her parents' business and now on, on her own in her consultancy. And one of the things that she was saying, you know, sometimes when we talk about innovation, we, we think of Elon Musk. But innovation. Oh be just the smallest of things that can make the greatest of impact for the team, individuals, and ultimately being of service to customers. It can just be a thought. I mean, I'm I'm creative off the scale in ideas, but I can't even draw a stick figure. So I think it's about for just, you know, dismiss this whole creativity bit. Like don't say I'm not creative. It can be a process. It can be hey, instead of, you know, in, instead of have, if we're running a hybrid team or we're working remotely, let's have our lunch online and talk about something. I, I don't know. It can be anything. But, yeah, I just think be curious 
it's needed. And, you know, something I always say, Anne-Marie, is you don't want to be better than your competitors. You want to be different. Mm. And being curious, having a curious mindset can help you stay relevant and ensure that. Yeah. yeah. And I love that you said that because one of the last points that you wanted to share some insights around, I think it beautifully segues into this. No one is you. We are all unique in our abilities, mm-hmm. energy and who we are as a person. So often we can be looking at what other people are doing or other people in the workplace. She and he is this and that and the other thing. We then miss, you know, we miss the opportunities and recognizing what's really unique mm-hmm. and special about us. So speak a bit more about this. Yeah, look, it goes back to the old comparison syndrome. We've all done it. We all do it at times. And, you know, I always say nobody is you. Even if you're out there right now and you've got a business the same as someone else's as far as the market or the message is the same, nobody is you. They're never going to deliver, even if they delivered the same IP, you've got a different energy, you've got a different personality. So comparison is a killer. I've actually just written an article on this. So comparison is a killer, nobody is you. So there's quite a few things you can do. Um, Social media now has become, as we all know, it's great, but it's also become a sort of unrealistic showreel of people's lives. You know, beautiful plates of food, nothing goes wrong, beaches, Photoshop pictures, all that sort of stuff. And I think... The first thing around that is always share a bit of you. I, don't, I know we do that. I share stories. I share vulnerabilities. I've been very open that we lost 90% of the business. You know, I think you've got to be real. Know your capabilities and back these, you know. So stop looking at what you think you don't have and think about what you do have and remember anything you've done before you can do again. Self-belief's a big one, so get rid of those limiting beliefs. So I always say to people, your thoughts create your your feelings that create your actions. So if you're thinking, oh, my God, I'm never going to be like him or her, you're going to feel withdrawn and the action will, you might not do anything, you might sit back. But if you were to flip that and say, um, you know, I, I have everything I need or I have my own special source, what is that, then you're going to feel a bit more motivated and you'll probably go and take action. Mm. So just remember that's something, thoughts, feelings and actions, you can't control any of it but the thought piece. It starts with the thought. So reframe that dialogue. You know, if I ever get nervous, I say I'm excited and it actually works. It, it, it's a reframe. If something's hard, I'll say it's unfamiliar. It's not hard. I just haven't done it before. So how could it be hard? How do I know? So just be mindful of that little voice in your head and flip that to serve you. And believe it or not, you know, beliefs, the irony, beliefs are lies we tell ourselves. So make them good ones. It's so important, especially when you consider um, that there's so much uh, in in just what's happening that we need to navigate and everything that you said Mm -hmm. will really allow us to be curious, to open up opportunities that we may not have considered before, but certainly embed the the thoughts, the, the, the emotion, all of those things that we want to be doing that 
intentionally and purposefully. And then when we do that consistently, we'll find that we're we're able to far quickly or more quickly observe and be able to take the gifts away. Do you find that that, that's probably something many of your guests have said? The more they are and so forth, they're more able to to take those gifts away from those. Yeah, take some self-reflective time and we're all we've all got lots on. So I always say to people, even if you're in the car, you know, what have I learned from that? You know, be just just have deeper it's all about awareness, acceptance and action of the gifts. And Something you mentioned earlier, um, Anne-Marie, that's really important is purpose. How do you know your real purpose day to day if you're not being curious to explore? You know, so think about that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So I've got, um, for those who are listening, you you won't be able to see that, but this is why you want to come and join us on the live streams. Uh, I've got Renee's uh, website up here. So Renee, what's the best way for people? There's the cover of the book so that you can go and grab a copy from Amazon or click across to to Renee's website, but share all of the ways that people can connect with you, Renee, and how they can get a copy of it. Thank you. So ReneeGeruso.com is our website and we've got lots and lots of complimentary resources, diagnostic tools, white papers, et cetera, Um, and that outlines all of our tailored programs, all our media articles to Anne-Marie and interviews and access to our podcast. Um, And we also have you can book in and just have a complimentary chat with me giftmindset.com is another website that's dedicated to the book and I've interviewed about 20 people on the gift space about their gifts so you get access to these videos and also a downloadable infographic poster on each of the 12 gifts which is awesome we've got lots of companies printing them off people putting them in their office so Feel free to jump on those. And as you mentioned, the book's available in all good bookstores nationally um, and Amazon, Australia, UK, US and Booktopia and Goodreads. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. And if you're not following Renee over on LinkedIn Mm. and some of the other social platforms, certainly do that as well because uh, I know the the content that you continue to share mm-hmm. always is very much, you know, from that that optimism and so forth and, and always um, really sowing some incredible messages in uh, across the, the feeds there. So, Renee, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for writing this book. I know it has really been um, something that, that you've really spent so much time putting together but I think moving forward uh, let this be a gift that you actually give someone else because then they're going to be able to unwrap many gifts for themselves moving Perfect. forward in 2021 and 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 uh so on so thanks once again for coming on the show oh thank thanks for having me and thanks for those that have tuned in or are listening and i yeah really hope that you glean some value your podcasts are great Anne marie so well done this podcast is brought to you by the influencealliance.com Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com slash podcast series.